This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. From the After 9 Podcast Studios, this is the award-winning After 9 with Scott and Kat. Powered by Tony Johal, broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. You know what I'd like to do? I'd like to meet the people that have enough time to sit down and do shit like that. (laughs) Well, we have to give credit where credit is due. So that was Keys Too Crazy on TikTok. K-E-Y-Z Too Crazy that came up with that bad boy right there. Will Smith smacked the shit out of me. Shit out of me. My wife's name out your fucking mouth. Hey, it works with the beat. Uh, (laughs) Don't you hate me? Like, don't you hate today, though? Like the fact that that just happens. I know. You know, this Will Smith and Chris Rock thing was all consuming for an entire day. And it lingers today. It lingers, Scott. Oh, yeah, because now the apology's out. Mm -hmm. The apology was exactly what Will needed to say. And people who want to be sympathetic to Will will appreciate the apology. They'll say that same thing. He said what he needed to say. People who are on Chris Rock's side in all this and think Will Smith is just some crazy lunatic who needs professional help. They're not going to be happy with it. It just depends where you land on the subject. Yeah. What I will say about it, and we won't spend too much time on it. We did this all day yesterday, but is that I do find it interesting. I mean, you said he said what he needed to say, but he didn't say it. And I do find it interesting for a guy whose main medium is video. He videos constantly. He posts video of himself out on a story. It's filled with video. But for this, he just chose a font to look at. So I do find that part interesting, but the apology to Chris was very important. You're absolutely right. Uh, where we sit now, we'll just give you a quick uh, update and then we'll update you as we go if we get anything. <laughs> Here's the update. Is that the Academy could if they want to take away his Oscar, but I don't think they're going to do it. Under what? They're in a review. Well, the fact that he assaulted somebody on the stage. They have to. They have to review Actually, I that. believe he smacked the shit out of him. He smacked the shit out of him. <laughs> but he wouldn't keep his wife's name out of his fucking mouth. Yeah, I uh, that was something. I'm still processing it. Like I, I wasn't there, and I don't. I'm not. I'm not involved in any way, shape, or form, except for to talk about things like this. And I still feel like I'm processing. Like, what the fuck happened that night? Like, what happened? And a lot of people want to dig deep on Will Smith. A lot of people want to figure out. Does history have anything to do with it? Chris Rock, by the way, says he didn't know about Jada's alopecia, or claims that source claims that anyway. I don't know. He hasn't said anything yet. Like. What the fuck happened? That was like, you know, when you see those things, and you're just like, did that, is that real life? Like, I'm still feeling that way about it. Did that actually happen? It's crazy. The whole thing just got blown up so much that I'm actually kind of done with it. Uh, I did see, though, 
Actually, it was you that told me how much Chris Rock's ticket sales have increased. Yeah. I, I didn't realize Chris Rock was struggling to sell tickets, but yeah, everybody who well, has the opportunity to see him is going to want to go and hear what he has to say about it. And it's a good tour. It's Chris Rock and Kevin well, Hart. Well, that's a separate tour. So Chris Rock has his own sl- uh, slate of shows. The ones with Chris Rock and Kevin Hart, if I'm not mistaken, already sold out. But the ones of his own slate, just his stand-up, have, like, sales got a massive boost. So... All of those people, are they expecting him to talk about it? Maybe he will. I have no idea what life's going to be like by the time he hits the stage for that. <laughs> hits the stage. Uh, it's never going to end. Uh, but anyway, we'll we'll see. But he did get a boost in sales. Oscars did get a boost in ratings, albeit still very, very shitty ratings, but did get a boost up uh, 56% compared to last year, but last year was garbage. So we'll see. I do think like we touched on yesterday that the host did a great job. I would love to see like Amy Schumer back again. Um, I would obviously love to see Chris Rock and Will Smith on the stage earlier than that but i don't again i don't know if it's gonna happen we'll see uh yesterday it was official the prime minister and premier ford announced ten dollar a day child care it was a fairly uneventful announcement we didn't really get a whole ton of details but the spirit of it was there and they say that in the short term people will save money in the long term people will save a shit ton of money Mm -hmm. but what never really got clarified yesterday was a question to the premier What's different about what you got in the end versus what was offered in the first place? Because I don't know if Trudeau is just playing political games or if he's being serious, but it would seem that he offered $10.2 billion from the start and $10.2 billion was the end. So if that's the case, if Doug didn't really get anything extra out of this, then the timing comes into question. Did he want this announcement right before the election with $10 a day childcare? Yeah. Uh, because it's fair to point out In May, parents of children under six years old who are in daycare, and there's thousands of them, are all going to be getting rebate checks from the government. There's nothing like a big check from the government right before an election to make you think, huh, maybe I should be voting for the current government because they send me money. Fuck you, Doug! Well, he claims that that sixth year or something like that, there's going to be a a huge boost or they're going to be able to renegotiate at a certain time, right? Wasn't that kind of the way that Doug said it it went down, that he did get more and he will get more, but it's like a negotiation that's further down the line or something? Well, you know, the way Ottawa negotiates is very strange to me because if they set out a number for the first three years and promised there would be a next three and a three Mm -hmm. after that and a three after that, but they're going to renegotiate the terms after the third year. That's a weird way to negotiate something that you at least want to say is going to be in place until it's fully implemented, which is four years from now. And then we learned about the F-35 fighter jets. For those who don't recall, uh, when Justin Trudeau won the election and he formed a majority government and he was the new prime minister of Canada, he said, no fucking way, Canada is not buying the F-35 fighter jets that Stephen Harper wanted. Fast forward to 2022, we're buying the F-35 fighter jets that Stephen Harper wanted. 88 of them. So there's a couple of things here. We have given Lockheed Martin, that is the company that makes the F-35, they're an American company, they've now become the preferred bidder. So we negotiate with them, but if we don't like the terms, we can walk away and go to second in line. All right, fine. Either way, we're paying more now than we would have paid 11 years ago if we'd placed the order. Let's also note here that these are to replace Canada's, the pride of our Air Force, those CF-18 fighter jets, which will be 50 years old when the new ones arrive. What do we do with those now? 
when the new museums, ones arrive. Museums, I guess. Is that what it's used? Is, is it like scrap or yeah? Is it a museum? Do people? I know there's people that are into that kind of thing that would absolutely see them in a museum. Don't get me wrong, but there's a decent amount of them. Really, are we going to keep all of them? I think we're going to keep as many as we can for as long them? as we can. But I mean, it's not like you can just buy parts. For a, a CF-18 plane. I don't even think they make parts anymore for this thing because it's 50. Those planes have been flying missions longer than most of us have been alive. And they're going to have to stay in the sky, strung together with toothpicks and elastics until the F-35 is ready. Now, the F-35 is really cool. I mean, I'm into jets, so I've looked into it a lot more than, yeah. than the average person, I would think. But it's uh, it's a fast plane that can jam radar, and it can see radar full 360 around it, and it can fly under radar, and the speed of sound is no object. It's great. Really, really cool planes. That's cool. We're buying 88 of them. And I thought, oh, 88, that seems like a lot. Then I decided to look up who else has them. The Americans have got uh, over 1,000 of them with up to 2,000 more on order. Wow, oh my gosh. We're a lot bigger than them. We'll have 88. But that's okay. It's not like we use our Air Force all that often. It's really just for tooting around in the sky and fucking around at air shows and stuff like that. Okay. I'm kidding. We do more with them than that. But either way, well, these that's are, what we, the general public, that's all we see, though. It's true. I mean, we wonder, what are these for? Oh, air shows. Cool, cool, cool. Are those coming back soon? Great. Good, good. I mean, that's all I would see or the average person would. So, but it is cool. That's good. If they say it's needed, then I and those who know about those things say it's needed, then uh, oh, OK. Most of us will scrap a car after we've been through our four, five or six year lease term. These planes are 50 yeah, years old. I mean, I feel bad needed, for our yeah, Air Force. What yeah. are they flying around in here? Yeah, they need, they need it, man. There's ashtrays in there. <laughs> I'd love to think somebody's smoking in one of them. <laughs> oh, speaking of which, by the way, uh, this is a big deal. Walmart in America has announced that at some of their stores, after a years-long debate, they're going to stop selling cigarettes at Walmart. Man, Walmart in America is so different from Walmart I, in Canada. We don't do, do we do that at our Walmarts? No. I, I didn't think I've ever seen that. No. No. So they sell smokes and they sell booze in America. No right. wonder Americans love Walmart. And it's probably cheaper than most yeah. other places. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the speed limits. This is news that came down this morning. It's going to be made official by the transportation minister, Carolyn Mulrooney, later on today. They're going to... Take off the pilot project label and make it official. Several Ontario 400 series highways are getting an upgrade. The speed limit will be 110 kilometers an hour permanently. I kind of forgot that this was a pilot project, mm-hmm. but it goes back before COVID. In 2019, it was this major controversy. Oh, fuck. The government's going to get everybody speeding and everybody's going to die in fiery car crashes. In reality, it hasn't been that bad. There's several stretches where there's going to be a 110 limit instead of a 100 limit. My question to you is, does it even matter? People don't even consider themselves speeding when no. they're doing 110. I mean, I, I tend to say no, I don't think it matters. I think a lot of people's worry is that, okay, so it's 100 now. And let's say the average person goes 115. Okay, let's just throw that number out there. And that might not, they may or may not be the truth. But I'd say I probably do about a buck 15. Mm-hmm. If I was driving on one of those highways that was 110, can I just say it doesn't mean necessarily that I would do a buck 20. I would probably still stick around the range where I feel it's comfortable. And I felt like 100 was, at some points, it felt dangerous. Like, have you ever gone down to 100? 
it feels in, slow. It feels it feels well just in comparison to to the movement of traffic, right? You go with the flow, go with the flow of traffic. And if I'm doing 100 and everyone else around me is doing a buck 10, a buck 15, I feel like wow, I might cause an accident doing that. So I never do. Like I'll be honest, unless I'm about to, you know, get off on my ramp or whatever, then I'll I'll make sure that I'm probably slowed down to that before I get onto the off ramp. But I think most people, majority, are right around that, what I like to call like a sweet spot. For me, I have a sweet spot, and that's not going to change whether my highway is going to be 100 or 110, to be honest with you. I'm going to stay in my sweet spot. I had a a different spin on it, and I'm going to give that to you in a sec. A way that I think we could improve road safety in general here in Ontario. But first off, the details on this. It's not going to be across the board every 400 series highway in Ontario. The government says it will apply to... The QEW from Hamilton to St. Catharines. The 402 between London and Sarnia. In the Ottawa area, Highway 417 from Ottawa to the Quebec border, as well as from Canada to Arnprior. And then on the 401 from Windsor to Tilbury, right around the London area. It'll also apply on the 404 from Newmarket to Woodbine. Okay. Uh, Those are fine. That's fine. I don't even know if it's practical to do it on the 401 across the top of Toronto. Because you can't go that fast anyway. Never. It is gridlocked (laughs) in the middle of the night. There's no point. There literally is no point unless you're going in at like 2 o'clock in the morning somewhere. They probably could have done the 401 between, say, oh, I don't know, Durham and Belleville. That probably would have been helpful, too. Anytime there's a straight stretch of road, not a lot of winds or bends, because when there's a wind or a bend, people hit the brakes. They think, ah, fuck, we're going to crash. You're not. You just got to take the turn. It's not that big a deal. But we see it every day on the 401 East at Mississauga Road. Right where the highway starts to bend, there's always issues because people can't handle not going straight. So here's my suggestion. I said this morning on the radio, the speed limit should remain 100. 100 kilometers an hour. And I know some people will say, well, our 400 series highways in Ontario were engineered to be able to go faster than 100. We don't need to keep it at 100. Here's the compromise. The limit stays at 100 kilometers an hour, but no enforcement at all for anybody going below 120. Does that mean the limit's 120? No, the limit's 100. But you're not going to get pulled over if you're going 119 or 120. That's just sort of the grace period. It's kind of like a flex speed. Where the difference comes in is if you're going more than 20 over the limit, say they catch you going a buck 25. Okay, then you're going 25 over the limit. You will get pulled over and you'll mm. get a ticket for 25 over. It goes back to that kind of sweet spot. like, And that's what I feel. I feel safe in that sweet spot in terms of both... Yeah, physically driving, I feel safe. And also, not getting pulled over safe. And I don't I don't see a lot of cars getting pulled over doing uh, 114, for example. No. You don't see it because they're looking after the, they're looking for the big fish, right? You're looking for the people that are doing like astronomical amounts of speed on the highway. There's these people who are ridiculous that do buck 25, buck 35. That's what they ding for the most. I've been through a speed trap 
at like a buck 14, 15, nothing. No, usually they don't pull you over if you're 15 or under. That's what I mean. So it's exactly. I think it should go to 20, maybe arguably even 25. Listen, we can handle it in most cases and we do Mm. need to get people moving a little faster. I just think that once you hit a certain limit is when the enforcement starts. It doesn't mean that's not the limit. We only start enforcing it over a certain amount of speeding. People are going to speed. It's very difficult. I'm sure you know as a driver yourself to maintain a constant speed anyway, unless you're using cruise control. I just think this would be better. The other thing is, let's be honest, our roads are in gridlock because there's a lot of assholes out there. I would much rather the police worry less about enforcing speed limits and way more about enforcing things like people who don't get over when there's a vehicle on the side of the road. Mm -hmm. You know those people that fly up in the right lane and pass a truck or a tow truck that's on the side of the road? That's so dangerous. That should be enforced. People who camp out in the left lane. People want to go somewhere. They want to get around. They're supposed to pass in the left lane. But there's still, in 2022, people who don't understand, you never drive in the left lane. And that that is and can be dangerous too, right? Because one could argue, well, speeding is dangerous and you could do it. No, there's a lot of things that are dangerous. People taking, changing lanes, not looking. Holy shit, I see that all the time. And I'm not sure what we what we need to do. Maybe they, it does need to be enforced a little bit better. Maybe police should have the authority to give someone a, a ticket for lingering in that passing lane. Uh, is it being taught as well as it could be? There's another question for you. Because I'm telling you, I pass by like a driver's test center mm-hmm. often. I hate I hate that area. Yeah. It's, and I know there's some people there who are fresh learners, like just learning for the very first time. But usually it's not it's not even that, that that worries me. It's just people in general coming and going, driving like shit. There's a lot of them. There's a lot of bad drivers out there. Yeah, there's just too many things happening that slow things down. And they got to get rid of those people. They got to fix those problems. I really don't feel like somebody going 20 over the limit is leading to all the delays and gridlock. And frankly, it's not necessarily about the carnage. Nobody wants to see car wrecks. Nobody does. And yeah, I get it. The faster you're going, the more likely it is to be a serious outcome. But let's be honest here. The roads can handle it. The cars can handle it. Let's not worry so much about somebody going 120 on the 401. Let's worry way more about those people slowing everybody down. Let's worry about those rubberneckers that slow down to look at an accident in the oncoming lanes. Yeah, it's just how do you enforce it, though, is the question. So I think that when when the, the police are on the scene of an accident, The first thing they should do once they've secured the scene and the victims are okay and got the treatment they need, I think they set up a tripod and they put up a 360 camera and it's almost like a mobile photo radar. If you slow down and it catches a picture of you with a phone in your hand, because that's why people slow down. They slow down to take pictures so they can post it on social media. It's an asshole move. Somebody is at their worst moment in their life and you want to take pictures of it and share it on Facebook. It is an asshole move. I know. It sucks. So let those cameras catch people that are slowing down to take photos of wrecks or that slow everybody else down to see the wreck like nosy gawkers. Those people, they should get a ticket in the mail five to seven business days later. But here's the thing. Have you not been in that position before where you're a part of that slowdown because something happened on the opposite side and you have 
what are you going to do? Not look at it? Because everyone else stopped in front of you. It's not like you can move past them. So you look over and you see what's going on. I mean, you're going to do it. I shouldn't get dinged for that because I'm not the one who initially slowed down. I'm caught in this backlog of people rubbernecking. Yeah, I would probably do it that if you want to uh, rubberneck a little bit, you're going to be going slow right up to the accident. But there's always somebody who's in front. And as soon as you get to the front of the accident, you take your little look and then boom, you floor it and you're gone. When you get to the front of the line, if you're there on your phone driving, taking pictures of a wreck, or if if you're slowing down, doing the whole, uh, 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 can I see anything, Uh, any blood? Yeah, you should probably get that ticket just for being an asshole. We'll call it traffic obstruction. There it is. I feel like every other person would get that ticket. Oh, yeah. But maybe people will learn. Let's get going here. We've all got shit to do. We should put up blinders. Like, that's what you should do. It's just like a blinder if something like that happens. You can't. You can't see. Put up a big curtain around those car accidents. Something. Either way, we got to get people moving. We've all got places to go. I think we've all discovered over the last two years how much we like being at home. Let's get going and not sitting in traffic. Uh, Just a reminder, guys, the carbon tax is going up on Friday. So even though we don't know what Friday's gas prices are going to be, we do know they're going up. They're probably going to go up Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday next week. So if you do, if you're the type that is lucky enough to only fill up like once a week or something like that, then do so on Thursday is probably a suggestion or by Thursday. Right, exactly. You got to get gas because if you don't, you will pay more. And what more you're paying gets you zero extra gas. It's just extra (laughs) money in Justin Trudeau and Stephen Guibault's pocket. The federal environment minister, Minister Steve there, is releasing a new greenhouse gas emissions plan today, Kat. Today, a fairly historic day. He says it's going to include a clear and specific path to get to our emissions targets by 2030. Okay. Well, I mean, that was one of the things on the, on the uh, old schedule here for us was to, to get there. Well, I mean, before they can raise the taxes again, I do think it's fair to be able to tell us what exactly we're doing with that money. You know, we fall for shit all the time. The government could sell ice to an Eskimo how they take bad ideas and get people on side with it. Uh, Listen, when it came to the carbon tax, how was it they got everybody in favor of it? You're going to get back more than you paid. You'll get back more than you paid. We all remember that. Well, it's tax time. Let's see how much you get back versus how much you actually paid, if you can even calculate how much you paid. It's a lot of money when you factor in all the gas, all the upcharges on the products and services that you buy because they are getting charged the carbon tax. Let's see how much you get back. It doesn't make sense. A tax where you get back more than you paid. It doesn't make sense. It never did make sense. Even the parliamentary budget office confirmed yesterday far more people are down than the few people that are up. It's pretty crazy. And that makes perfect sense. The parliamentary budget officer is right. The tax would lose money if they gave back more than it collected. And it doesn't. It collects far more than it gives back. Uh, Friday is the day, and today that plan comes down. I'm optimistic. I would love to lead the green revolution in the world. I'd love for Canada to be on the forefront, cutting-edge technology that can clean up our air, clean up our water. That would be great for us. So hopefully he has thought this through, and it's practical, and it's something that everybody can get behind. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Saks.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. 
Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch, find inspiration for your new vibe every day at Saks.com. Let's talk about cell phones for a sec. This came up at the end of yesterday's podcast. We were talking about overage data. How many gigs a month do you get? Do you even know? Because I, I I'm not even know. clear on mine. I, I don't know, but I know recently, every single time I check it on my plan, because I usually do like a three-year dealio, right? You guys know how it works now usually. So every three years, I got to look into it. So mine came up not long ago. And when she looked at the amount I had, it was like, oh, yeah, we've got way better plans for less money now. So I'm getting more for less. So I know I'm like happy with what I have, but I am also a two-phone plan. I don't know how many. I could look it up right now, but I, I don't know how many I have. But I did. I have been stuck, by the way, and you mentioned the, your story yesterday, with none left in my old plan mm-hmm. before this happened. Yep. And what a pain in the ass. And I was in the middle of nowhere with my girlfriends on a weekend vacation when I had to be on the phone with TELUS for like three hours attempting to get myself fixed on a new plan. And there's nothing that one person could do for me. They had to send me to somewhere else. I'm like, give me a break. It's crazy. So the reason this came up is because I went over a little bit on my data plan. I think it's the 20th, my plan renews. And we were on vacation when that happened. And I was uh, like the 18th or 19th. I was down to no data. So you can press this button here and go to the Bell app and add on some extra data, or you can call us. So I called them and I said, okay, listen, I guess I need to add a little bit more data. So one gig of data, one gig. Mm -hmm. Which gets you nothing, by the way. Hardly anything. It doesn't last very long, a gig. But one gig of data, I think it was $35 plus tax. And I said, wait a second, I get like 12 gigs of data for 70 how is one gig 35? It doesn't make any sense. She said, yeah, that's just when you go over, that's your, that's the a la carte price to just buy one gig of data. That's extortionate, if you ask me. And I know some people have unlimited plans and they'll say, ah, oh, you can't go over. Scott, just get on one of the unlimited plans. No, I mean, when you get to your limit and there is still a limit, they throttle you down to like below 3G speeds. And by the way, 3G compared to 5G is such a noticeable difference. 3G is basically unusable with all the apps today that we use. So that was no good. I had to add on some data and I got dinged for that. That's fine. Bell, TELUS, Rogers, Freedom, Fido, all you guys, you can go ahead and totally rip people off for one gig of data. But if you want to do it, and this is what I don't understand why this is allowed to keep happening. If they want to charge you an extortionate price for one or two extra gigs just to get you through till your plan renews the next month. Why do they not have to carry over your unused data? Mm -hmm. If I have 12 gigs, but I only use nine, those extra three gigs should carry over to the next month. I paid for those gigabytes. I paid for that data. Now, because I didn't or couldn't use it all in those 30 days, that's irrelevant. I still paid for it. And I can't think of many examples of something where you pay for it and it's yours, but if you don't use it by a certain time, it's gone. Even gift cards don't have an expiry date on them anymore for a reason. Why would your data expire? If you don't use it by the time your plan renews that month, How is it possibly a use it or lose it situation when you have to pay the full price anyway? Yeah, it's just about profits. It really is just about profits. That's all it is. And you'll never get a real answer 
because there is none. I mean, you're absolutely right. It's they could do it, but they don't. And there are some other phone companies that say, oh, we're ahead of the game on stuff like this. And that might be true. But then you're not dealing with maybe the, the service is not there. You know, uh, maybe you're dealing with other issues with those providers. But the meat and potato ones, I mean, they've also taken a loss on cable. Well, so, fuck them. They should have a better product. They charge way too much money for something that you can get online for very for almost nothing. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Fuck them. I, I'm I'm with you on that. Uh, but I think that from their point of view, what are you? What are your your alternative? We're we are so limited here, especially in Canada. We are so limited to our options that we are usually stuck or feel as though we are stuck with the phone companies that we are stuck with, even though some stuff is loosened a little bit and we do have a little bit to play with here and there. And some people will tell you, oh, you got to be with this person. You got to be with freedom. You got to be with this because it's a little better. But everybody has their pros and everybody has their cons. And we talked about this with Dave yesterday, too. And it's true. The more loyal you are to a company, it means shit. There's another area where it's like, I've been with you for, you know, 16 years. What can you do for me? Nothing. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. Mm-hmm. You know, and no, you can't even use the data that you technically paid for a few months ago. Nope, can't even do that for you. You're paying this price. And, don't go over. And in any other circumstance, if you went to, uh, I don't know, Longos, and you didn't like the service you were getting, or you didn't like the selection, or you didn't like one of their store policies, no problem. There's tons of grocery stores. Just go to a different one, and maybe you'll find one that has a policy that better suits you. Not with cell phone companies. No, we don't have options. We lack them and we need them. But how is a progressive country like Canada that's right now really opening up to the importance of freedom, the importance of choice, so content with having our choice and, and options limited? Hey, I love wine. I love red wine. It's ridiculous how bad the selection at the LCBO is. Yeah, you can go in there and get red wine. Can you get nice red wine? Yeah, they have some nice red wine. But that doesn't change the fact that there are thousands of bottles out there that I might want to try, but I can only have what the one person at the LCBO that does the ordering decides I can have. That's not right. You can go into a a Wegmans or a Target store in America and get wine like you have never seen in Ontario. Well, never mind. You can go to a couple provinces over and do the same thing. This is the thing. Yeah. Quebec and Manitoba, they have different selections. Yeah. Even in Alberta, when they've got private liquor stores, they can order in whatever they want. And if you go into one liquor store in Alberta, maybe they have this particular red wine. You might not see it at the store down the street. You might not see it at the one beyond that. But they'll have something completely different. They're catering to their customers. Why in Ontario are we so content to let the government just tell us what we're going to have? When it comes to cell phones, why isn't it open to competition? And if it's not going to be open to competition from American carriers or UK carriers or whomever, then why isn't the government going to step in and make a very simple common sense thing like if somebody pays for 10 gigs of data, they get 10 gigs of data. You can't cut it off because they didn't use it by a certain date. Fuck that. They bought 10. They can use it. But the problem is anytime they step in, it never works out. They say, this is the change, guys. Do you remember the uh, cable skinny packages, all that shit they went through? This is this is how it's going to be from here on out. I don't see a lot of people saving a shit ton of money, and nobody even wanted that to begin with. It does come down to, like, you could say that you want the government to step in. They're going to do shit all about it anyway. And not to mention, it is a money factor, too. I, I do realize that because when it comes to cell phones... Companies like Bell, for example, own those towers. 
So if I'm a little company wanting to start up my business and I happen to be, I want to start a communication company and sell cell phones, I have to pay out Bell to use their towers to make sure that my network works. So that takes money out of my pocket. I can no longer make it so dirt cheap for you. Whereas in the States, if I'm not mistaken, it works a little differently. So yeah, maybe we need to look at the monopoly of towers here and who owns what and how that's divvied up. I would also point out though, because yes, everything you said is true. But I would also point out that when it comes to the cell phone companies and infrastructure, and I think we all agree, it was mainly Bell and Rogers that went through the hard work to put up those towers everywhere. Telus did too. Some of the smaller people, they're just piggybacking off of other networks. And that's fine. That's just the the landscape that we have. But that's sort of a cost of doing business. And and here's an example. Uh, Purolator had to spend a shit ton of money buying big white vans. They spend a ton of money in gas. But that's a cost of doing business to access the Canadian market. Because at the end of the day, when it comes to cellular, while Bell may have put up the money to put up that tower, the air belongs to all of us. The spectrum that these cell phones run on belongs to all of us. The license to carry it technically belongs to the queen. So I think that there has to be a compromise here. We've all got to work together. If Bell can sell me 10 gigs of data for 70 bucks a month, I don't know how it would break the bank. If I didn't use three of those gigs this month to give me the three gigs next month, either way, I'm paying for it. This is not something that requires a vote in parliament. It's just a simple stroke of the pen. It's reasonable. It's a reasonable request, I think. When it comes to cable, because you mentioned that, I was the last person on earth that I thought would ever cut the cord. I said, I like cable. I like the convenience of being able to just hit the power button and call up the guide and see whatever I want to see. You know what I didn't like, though, was that $250 a month bill Mm -hmm. for the cable that also had my internet and all that sort of thing. I never thought I would cut the cord. I was just content to keep doing it, and I did it for so many years. But when I finally did cut the cord, I thought, what the hell was I thinking all these years? So now, still with Bell for that product as well, because if you bundle them together, apparently you save a little bit of money. Mm -hmm. So with Bell, I just have Five TV now, their internet service, and it's very simple. Rather than paying every month to lease a cable box, I just bought some Amazon Fire Sticks. Bought them for 60 bucks on sale on Black Friday. I plug the Fire Stick in. I call up the Bell app. It looks and feels exactly like regular cable. It looks and feels exactly like regular cable. I couldn't tell the difference unless I actually went to look. Hey, do you have a box plugged into wires here? No, this is wireless. I wouldn't yeah, have known. I've had that for a while. It's it's very handy. Yeah. So my bill is $105 a month and that's with add-ons added into that package. My internet and television is 105 bucks a month. Whereas I used to pay over 250 a month and had to rent that stupid fucking box every month. I don't know why I did it. I don't know why anybody does it, but things are changing. There's got to be a reason that every time you phone Bell or Rogers, they keep trying to insist that you need a home phone. You don't need a fucking home phone. Nobody needs a home phone unless you're running a business out of there or you're selling drugs. And That's it, the only reason you would need a home phone. No, you just do it to get it cheaper. I remember, like, I told when I first uh, got my stuff installed in, in my house, it was like one of those th- conversations I had with the guy. I'm like, but I don't want it. He's like, ah, oh, everybody just gets one. Here's your number. I couldn't tell you what my number is, but I have a home number. I don't really? even have a phone plug. Yeah, I don't even have a phone plugged in. Oh, I'll give you a because call. Because guess what? <laughs> yeah, because guess what? If I didn't have that, I'd be paying $15 more a month. 
It costs you less to take more service. Yes, correct. Because it's do- a bundle. Because they end up bundling percentage wise, and a phone and a home phone is like this much money compared to what you're paying for internet and television. Why do they care so much? How can they possibly do that? I, I don't get it. I, maybe I just don't understand how that particular system works. It just seems archaic it's to me. It's optics, too. They want to be able to tell people, look how many phone numbers we have operating, even though half of them aren't even being used, like mine. Is that why we have, like, 15 different area codes in Ontario? Yeah, they're taken up. But I know, I have one, too. I know, it's stupid. It's, I, I don't like it. How the fuck does New York State function on two or three area codes, and we have, like, 11 of them here in Ontario when we're not nearly as big? That doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know how we, do we even recycle numbers too? Like if one person decides, oh, I'm cutting the, the numbers, does you ever go back? The only way you'll find out is when you start getting calls for someone oh, that number. had that number before. That's what I'm wondering. I don't, I should call my old uh, childhood number and see if anybody has it. I might do that too. Just yeah, to find, what the just, fuck I'll are you doing? Out. You better take good care of that number. Yeah, I, I like that number. It I, was really good. I gave that to a lot of people. Yeah. It's still the PIN number for my bank card as well. In case you ever <laughs> steal my wallet, there you go. You've got that information. Uh, let's do a couple of short things that I want to cover in this episode of After 9. We will start off with details. Details are essential. This is a mantra of mine. Details matter. And if you don't pay attention to the details, something's going to slip through the cracks and you're not being your best. A school was doing a class photo day, like all schools do. I think that's a big deal for parents. Hey! My kid's class photo came back. Let's see how this looks. Big deal slash big pain in the ass, but okay. Big racket is what it is. They make a lot of money off those things. Oh, making sure they look good in the morning. And what are you going to dress? I got to buy you a new outfit for this. It's a lot. Well, this school scheduled photo day for March the 17th. Why does that date sound familiar? Ah, St. Patrick's Day. It's no photo day. They did the school photo day on St. Patrick's Day. And the photographer... Who should know better? Brought a green screen. Mm. I guess they typically do for these things, and then they yeah. Can... You need the lasers in the background and shit. You need to pretend you're looking at a li- you're in a library with all the books. Anyone else? They got to make it seem like you're in a great wholesome setting there, right? Yeah. They brought a green screen, and on St. Patrick's Day, a lot of people wear green. So now parents are like, "What in the actual fuck is this?" As all these photos start to go home with the kids and. When you wear green clothes in front of a green screen, it just makes it invisible. So you've got kids that'll have two arms but no body. You'll have people that have got eyes and a nose but no head because they were wearing a hat. You've got kids that you can only see them from the waist up because they were wearing like Why green pants. Do, like I don't understand who would even b- block in a photo day for St. Patrick's Day. Like there's certain days of the year you just don't do that. It doesn't make sense. And as a photographer, are you not like supposed to be a professional that kind of understands? Or maybe they did. Maybe they did say, guys, this isn't going to work. And they're like, take them anyway. You'll figure it out. <laughs> no, that's not how it works. If, you have a, if you're a photographer and you own a green screen and you get a booking for March 17th, you should probably ask yourself what you're doing if you still bring the green screen. It's an automatic though. Like I remember used to, I used to get notes home because this is before you used to get your notes online. But I used to get notes home about photo day. Like, don't wear this, wear this. We prefer solid colors because it might get you it might get lost in the mix if you wear stripes. Oh fuck, heaven forbid, we can't find you. You're wearing stripes. It, I remember getting that, but I guess nothing here. Nothing. All right. The photo company Interstate Photography says they wanted to get the early proofs to parents ASAP before they put the finishing touches on them. They say the green screen issue can be fixed 
in post-production. Oh, well, that's good. Great. So now you got a class photo of your second grader, and it's actually somebody else's body that got dubbed in because they wore a green shirt that day in front of a green screen. I don't know how a professional photographer doesn't think of this, but holy shit. Uh, Peyton Manning made a joke the other day. Former Colts quarterback and NFL great. Where else did he play? Was it Denver? Don't look I don't at even me. remember. It was a while don't ago. Ask me. Anyway, he sent a nice bottle of wine and a handwritten note to Tom Brady when he retired. Tom came out of retirement less than three weeks later, and Peyton joked, "Huh, I want my gift back." He kind of wasn't joking though. Hey, if if you spend a thousand dollars on a bottle of wine to give to somebody as a retirement gift, and they come out of retirement a couple of weeks later. I would think you should get your gift back. Is yeah. that fair? I, I mean, I agree with that. And Tom Brady doesn't need that $1,000 bottle of wine if he didn't drink it already, which he might have. He could just order him a new one. And I'm sure anyone who's reasonable would do that, would say, oh, I've decided not to. Here's here's your gift back. But yeah, especially in this case. I mean, he retired and then changed his mind a few weeks later because celebrities like to do that, don't they? Whether they're a sports star or whether they're an actor or a singer who's doing one last tour, everybody likes to pretend like they're at, they're coming out. Oh, they're they're retiring, and the next thing you know, they're coming out of retirement. It's ridiculous. But yeah, I think in this particular case, Tom Brady, you're worth a lot of money. You're getting a lot more money here. Send him the fucking bottle. Send him a case Send of a whatever case. bottle he gave you. That's what you should do, Sorry. Tommy. Are you someone who likes to have sex with the lights on or off? Or do you even care? Adam and Eve did a survey amongst their members, and they do these all the time. It's great fodder for radio and podcasts, but it's also informative, too. You can learn things about the way society is starting to lean, and they've definitely noticed a trend. Today, this goes back 10 years, this, these numbers, by the way. Wow. But today... 11% of people prefer to mess around with the lights on. It was 10% 10 years ago in 2011. Today, 28% want the lights off. That's down from 41% in 2011. Did we all just get better looking what, during COVID? What's the in-between here? Like, they just don't give a shit? I guess they just what don't the give a numbers? shit. or Like, don't know, would never have sex, couldn't tell you? Well, there's some times when you can't control it. I mean, I guess we have to talk about nighttime sex. Do you leave the lights on or do you turn the lights off? Me, personally, I like the lights off. Girlfriend looks great. I look like shit. And if I happen to catch a glimpse of myself in the mirror, that's a total, <laughs> that's a total turn off. I don't know how she gets excited about this because I'm turned off when I look in the mirror. <laughs> This is the way that most people, but that's the way a lot of, I shouldn't say most because I, I don't know if that's the case, but a lot of people feel. It's that, oh gosh, I wouldn't mind my partner, but I don't want them to see me, right? It's like a lack of confidence. So good question. Did we gain confidence generally as a society with this? Or did our sexy time shift around? At night, it's very easy to make it dark. You just turn the lights off. During the day, whether you've got the lights on or off, you're still going to see shit. It's still fairly yeah. bright. Maybe people are just getting it on during the day a with, little more often. And with natural light, sometimes you see even more, you know? Or maybe more people have discovered what a beautiful act it is to record that for your partner. And you know that the lighting needs to be good. So, honey, if we want to make a sex tape, the lights have got to be on. Sorry, this is just the way it works. Yeah, hang on, I'll blow you. Let me just set up my ring light. Just give me a second. <laughs> They say perhaps most interesting of all, today 29% of people have no preference 
1% said that in 2011, which means that 62% of people are not bothering to reach for the light switch before sex compared to 59% 10 years ago. Hey, sometimes, sometimes you just want to have sex. It doesn't matter if the lights are on, off, people are home, nobody's home. It doesn't matter what the circumstance is. You just really want to get it on. And I'm good with that. No problem. My only request is if you're going to film it, please, God, pay attention to the lighting. Whether it's your OnlyFans or you're uploading it to Pornhub or whatever the hell it is you're doing with your sex tape, make the lighting good for the rest of us. We want to see what's going on. I think this is just, though, good for people to hear and maybe try something different. Maybe they're the type to always turn the lights off. You, light turn off person, stop that because you're gorgeous. And your partner wants to see all of you. So just leave it on next time and see how you feel. You had a, an interesting clip that we didn't even use the other day, but I was going to ask you about it. Channing Tatum was doing an interview and oh, he was talking yeah. about the new Magic Mike. Yeah. And he said for this one, oh, yes. he's not getting waxed. Yes. And this see, this would have been something that I would have talked about more had Will Smith not clocked fucking Chris Hawk <laughs> in the face. <laughs> Because it happened. Thanks again, yeah, Will. Will just kind of derailed. Fucked up a whole he, week of content. He derailed all of my plans that I had on Sunday going into the Oscars. I'm like, oh, we're good to go for Monday. I know everything I'm going to say. That was a lie. That was a lie. Um, so yeah, Channing Tatum is working on Magic Mike 3. They're in pre-production right now. And pre-production for most, I think most actors is like looking over the script and okay, maybe they'll start a diet. His is really hardcore. I mean, the guy doesn't touch carbohydrates. He works out multiple times a day, obviously. I mean, look at him. Look at him. Of course, he works out a lot. That's part of his job, don't forget. And he gets paid to do it. He gets the trainers and he gets the chefs and he gets everything at his fingertips, which is great, 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 fine. But one of the things that he had said during the first couple of Magic Mics is one of the things he didn't like was the waxing. And it was constantly like, Okay, every few few weeks we're doing this movie. I'm double checking everything. Good, got to wax, wax, wax. Get rid of all the hair. This time around, no. Do you Are you hear getting waxed for it? I am not gonna do waxing this time. I think we're gonna change with the times. And wow, you don't need to be naked. Like you don't need to look like a Chinese crested like hairless cat or something. Right. You know, to be sexy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> That's kind of a thing of the old. Is it a thing of the old? Because it I... used to be a thing of the old to be hairy. Hang on, I think it's a thing of the preference. Ah. I don't necessarily think I here's where I have a problem. I have a problem with when you're talking about body hair or facial hair, you talk about trends. It bothers me that someone will say, oh, uh, you know, a man bun is very trendy. And sure, that may be true. At one point, maybe more people than than not (laughs) who had long hair were were sporting a bun if you were a male. But that shouldn't be the case. We shouldn't be looking at trends in terms of body hair. If someone wants to have hairy pits, have hairy pits. If someone wants to have hairy yeah. legs, great. If you want to wax, see, and I, I, no, I don't, eh. Like, that's to each their own. We should never see anything like that as a tr- as trendy. Like, oh, so I don't necessarily think it's a sign of a, this is the times. People like it a little more hairy or just a, a little trim or something. Like, no, that should be a preference. If you, that's what you want to do for you, do it. It bothers me that it's like it has to be what people perceive. Like people perceive this to be cool now, so we're going to go with that. That kind of bothers me. Okay, but as a woman, you're probably used to a hairy guy. So hairy pits don't really matter, right? Hairy pits, yeah. I mean. <laughs> Sorry, I apologize. <laughs> oh, fuck. Now I need you to pers- take another test. God damn it. <laughs> you swab your nose. Um, well, I, 
yeah, I mean, when it comes to males having hair, hairy pits, yeah, I get, yeah, of course, that's that can be more of a, that's the norm. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Would you agree? Because I, I do agree that it is a personal preference, and we don't all go with the quote unquote trends. But back in the day, when I say the day, I mean like before my time. It used to be very common, and we'll talk about the pubic area, uh, women would have the full fucking bush, right? I mean, that was it, like the big hairy V. And then as time evolved, then it got trendy to do things like create the landing strip. Right. Everybody and knows technolo- about that. Time and technology, let's not forget, because that makes it a lot easier. Sure. When you get into like manscaped products, they're a game changer. They make it real easy to shave your nuts well, and, and stuff lasers, like that. And I'm talking about lasers and IPL makes a massive difference. IPL. That's like it's like a type of it's like a type of permanent okay. hair removal. Got it. And then eventually it went to uh, it's like less and less and less hair to the point now where I think we're basically at like a barely there or no hair kind of stage. But it's also applicable to guys because as girls went through the pain in the ass of shaving their privates, they started to say, "Well, wait a second, you're pretty fucking hairy yourself. Why don't you clean it up?" And now more guys are doing it. And I thought that that's why Channing Tatum was going through the waxing process for Magic Mike, but now he's saying he's going to be a little more au natural, I guess, a little more hairy. That said, I don't think he's a very hairy fella. Probably and that's what not. I mean, like it, it, there's people who just naturally don't have a ton of body hair, for example. Okay. There are people who have copious amounts of body sure hair. Sure they do. Okay. Uh, but you should, I mean, it's to each comfort zone. And absolutely, if you may have a partner that prefers it one way or the other, and that's what you decide to do. And if that's what you decide to do, great. But I think that it is not necessarily the times because he's what he insinuates by saying that's the times is that next month it could be, oh, we're back to you better be look like a seal from the neck down. That's not necessarily <laughs> that's a good the, way to put it. Well, yeah, it is, yeah, it is. But it, that's not necessarily the way it is. It's it's a preference thing, I think. It should be. That's the way I see it. Sh- it should be. Okay, so what if I actually don't like hair? I will... Not every day, but from time to time, I'll take the time and quote unquote manscape. And I mean everywhere, any hair. I don't like it at all. But let's say I, I met some, some girl. I'll take my girlfriend out of this because I don't want to involve her. But let's say I was single and some girl came along and she's like, you know what I really like? A big hairy bush. <laughs> Should I grow it out because she likes it or am I doing it for me? Is it for me or is it for your partner? Where do you draw that line when it comes to hair down there do you or anywhere? W- you just ask yourself if that's what you want. But you also can take them into account. It's not like you can completely say, nope, never. But there are some things you might say, nope, never. Um, I'll give you another example. If my husband, I'm a brunette, for those who don't know what we look like. And if my husband was like, you know what? You need to be blonde. I need you to be bleach blonde. And I don't feel like that is me and that suits me. Then I'm going to say, nope. No, I'm good, you know. So you can absolutely do what you want to do and you should. But of course, in some cases, you might be like, you know what? I'm going to go ahead and and grow it out and see how I feel. That's not permanent. You know, you're not doing anything permanent. So absolutely, you could do it or maybe do it for their birthdays. Isn't that what birthdays are for? (laughs) Look at this. Look what I've grown for you. I'm a brunette with (laughs) platinum blonde pubes. (laughs) You need to stop. Moaning. I, I know this was like a couple of weeks ago. I'm going to add that to the list. Pubes is one of those words that I fucking <laughs> hate. Pubes. I hate that fucking word. Oof. Last but certainly not least, it's an article in BuzzFeed. Some of the slang words that make our way in and out of the language. Some of them have longevity and they end up sticking around forever. Some of them are gone as quickly as they began. So 
with new generations, because I feel like it is younger people that fuel this mainly, mm-hmm. creating new slang words and terms, BuzzFeed makes an argument that there are some that we've overlooked too quickly. They've basically fallen out of favor now, but they should probably be reconsidered and come back into our regular everyday slang okay. conversation. I'm ready then. Let's bring some back. On fleek? Oh, no. I disagree already. I'm out. <laughs> I'm out. I hated. I hated. Do you hear me? I hated that one. Hated it. I remember it was referenced on like, I don't know. It was something stupid. A Keeping Up with the Kardashians or something. Or they tweeted it. And I went, that's dumb. And still today, I feel the same way. Not a fan of that one. Buggin'? Uh, Buggin's okay. I never felt it came. Here's the thing, too. You have to feel like it's okay for me to hear someone say that. Like if someone came in here and said Buggin' and it worked for them, great. Organically, I can't have that come out of my mouth. Like, oh, you're Buggin', Scott. You'd be like, what did you just Because it would sound just like that. Oh, you are bugging, you Scott. You are bugging, okay? No, it doesn't sound organic to me, but I'm okay with keeping it around, sure. Tripping? Tripping, yeah. Uh, sure, sure. That's another one of those, as long as it, it, it will fall from you organically. Word? Word. I still do that. Do you? I do it more as a joke, though. Like, what up? What's up? You know, that's from like the 90s. Right. Uh, and, and every now and again, word. Word's a good way to blow somebody off. Word. They can come in and say whatever they want, and all you have to do is say word, word. and like, walk away. I didn't fucking hear a word you said. It's a conversation <laughs> ender. Word. word means I don't know what you just said, but I'm leaving. The bomb. That's the bomb. Yeah, I haven't said, I don't know if I'm okay with this one. It does remind me very much of the 90s, and I don't know if I can go back. Boo. I never liked it. You didn't like Boo? No, the only good thing about Boo was Usher's song, My Boo. And that's the only good thing about Boo that there ever has been. I can't stand if someone references their significant other as, oh, my Boo did this. I'm just like, blech. I don't like it. What about Fly? Oh, you're looking fly today, cat. I, I would accept that. I, I would really? accept that, sure. Frontin'? He was frontin'. Okay, so you got to say that one right. I feel like it should be frontin'. He was and Because that's how I've always heard it, and it always made sense in that context. But when I say it, it's frontin' or frontin', and that just doesn't work. It frontin'. just roll off my tongue yeah. the way it should. It doesn't come from me organically as well. So I, it, I'm i going to put that in the category of not for me, but I'm okay with keeping it. Tight. Tight. Um. Yeah, I'm okay with keeping it. Play-a-hater? Don't be a play-a-hater. See, that's well, another see, they one. They say play a hater, but I thought it was play a hater. Play a hater, yeah. Like uh, some weird th- city in the Dominican or something like that. Uh, I'll <laughs> play a hater. Play a hater. That sounds nice right about now. Um, yeah, I would say that one, or just straight hater. I, I would. I still do hater. I don't know if that's a thing anymore, but I do that. Dope. Dope. Yeah, I, yeah. It's that, a, this would be to dope. affirm something was good, not dope. like the old school yeah. slang term for pot. Dope. Yeah, that's dope. Um. Yeah, I'm okay with that. Swag. Swag is gone, but they say swag should be brought back. Yeah, you heard that a lot more. What do you think on that one? Well, one of one of the songs I like the most is from Soulja Boy, <laughs> Turn true. My Swag it's On. It's true. It's a great fucking song. So yeah, I'd love to hear swag hey. make a comeback. Yeah, like if I were like, oh, swagged out, Scott. Mm-hmm. You'd like that, right? Yeah. Ooh, look at you. You got swag. Yeah. And last but certainly not least, this is BuzzFeed's list of the words that are not as trendy as they used to be, but they should probably be given a second chance. It's a Canadian one. YOLO. You only live once. I'm okay with YOLO. I don't use it. It's true, though. I don't use it as much as like the Drake era 2009-ish time. We used it so many times. But I'm okay with YOLO. And I, I will still drop it now and again.
In an extent, depending on the circumstance, but you could literally say YOLO. I'm going to drop a YOLO. YOLO. <laughs> I dropped a YOLO. Yeah, I'm okay with it. Have yourselves a fantastic Tuesday, everybody. Enjoy today because the weather's going to be shit for the rest of the week, except for one day Thursday where we go up magically to 15 and then drop back down to one the next day. So again, like we said last week, if you weren't already sick, you're going to get sick. Everybody's going to get Yay. sick because this roller coaster is fucked up. Have a good one, guys. We'll catch you right back here tomorrow. Remember to hit subscribe and uh, you'll get future episodes automatically. And rate us, if you wouldn't mind, on Spotify. Oh, Richard. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow, indeed. The old hitch slap. <laughs> Even Kanye was like, you went on stage and did what an award show? Yep, in just a split second, the Oscars went from Oscar de la Renta to Oscar de la Hoya, you know? Uh, everyone in the audience looked shocked, and for once, it wasn't from the Botox. <laughs> Salting Chris Rock and then winning the Oscar, it's like storming out of the house after breaking up with your girlfriend, then coming back in because you forgot your keys, you know? <laughs> the Academy seriously discussed having Will Smith removed from the theater, but instead, uh, they decided to let him give the longest Best Actor speech in history. <laughs> Which, of course, it was the longest best actor speech in history. They weren't going to play him off. You'd have beat the crap out of everybody in the band. The After 9 Podcast is powered by Tony Johal. Broker at REMAX Twin City. Your home sold guaranteed or he'll buy it. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.